Hello, Brad. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. And the final weekend before the well, the final spots are decided and a great start to the weekend from those continually resurgent Illawarra Hawks. 108-92 last night against the Perth Wildcats. What would you make of it, Brad? Unbelievable. I was down there. You can probably hear a bit of croaky voice. It was so loud down there that had to scream a lot to do the commentary, ironically, but oh, what, a, what a series it has been against Perth. They've beaten them, well, be prior to that game, 18 points twice over the season, and then last night by 16. So uh, sweeping in this league, where which meaning you, know, you, you beat the team the whole three or four times, depending on how many times you play them, is very rare, even rarer when you talk about it's the Perth Wildcats. But Illawarra, what a turnaround. I mean, you're talking last spot. Over the last 18 games, they've gone 12-6 and six for the best record in the league. Justin Tatum's an amazing coach now, and uh, they've guaranteed themselves a final spot. Unbelievable. What have they changed? Obviously, the coach has changed, but the style mm. and what's their sort of DNA at the moment? You know what? And, and talking to you guys, and you know what it's like, they'll just run through a brick wall for their coach. It's as simple as that. They, what he's been able to give them, he's given them belief uh, his substitutions is great, but more importantly, the team is just playing so hard, Loza. They just want to play and they just want to win, and their energy is getting them over the line. There's a ball on the floor, they're diving. If there's a ball going out of bounds, they're flicking themselves onto it. They had, I think, um, something like 15 offensive rebounds last night. That's just effort. That's just pure effort. The X's and O's, everyone's got that in this league. Of course they do. They're that, they're that talented. But it's the uh, it's the effort and the, and the one percenters that has really changed this club and taken them to a playoff spot. Uh, Brad, so, uh, are the Kings doing the opposite to that? Hundred percent, Clarky. That's yeah. exactly what it is. They're much more talented. Let's yeah, just put that's it that what way. I was they're, just they're, saying to the boys. Yeah. I feel like like if we've had if we lost half our team or we've got a lot more injuries, I can understand our like the inconsistency. But at the moment, I feel like. Our stock is still good. Our stock is great. Yeah. And no no different, if not better, than everyone else in the league. Um, they've shown glimpses, and that's why I can say it as simple as that. They're just giving up too many points. They leak points too easily, the Sydney Kings. And look, ironically, um, you know, I spoke about the, the Tatum factor, and at the moment the Sydney Kings are 5-12 and 12 after the last 17 games, which is completely opposite of what Illawarra are. And it really comes down to effort, guys. You know what it's like, those one percenters. And they're talented enough, but they're just not wanting to do what is necessary on the defensive end to get stops. They've got enough. They score enough. There's no issues there. But look. Do they play finals, Brett? Look, they've got to win uh, tomorrow um, in in Phoenix. And Phoenix are, are really tumbling. I think they'll win tomorrow night. And they will get fifth or sixth spot, depending on what happens to other teams. And then hopefully they've got enough talent to get a couple of wins. Gee, a glass half full, Brad. Glass half full. Half falls. empty, my boy. Mm. Half empty. It's not full, it's half empty. Oh. But we're so okay. if, if they make, and we love having him on, by the way, McMood, um, but does he survive or does it depend on how far he goes into the finals? Oh, look, he's got another year on his contract. Now, we all know what contracts mean in this yeah. league. I'd be surprised to see you back. It's simple. I don't, I don't think there's enough that he could do outside of, you know, having seven games and winning it and going through the grand final, which I don't think will happen. I think if they get there, they may win the first. They won't win the second to get in the semis. So I'd be shocked if he's back, but, you know, time will tell. 
Gosh, have you got every permutation sorted out for what happens this weekend over the course of the weekend? Uh, Brad, there's a lot of uh, possibilities. And, uh, well, big news at Melbourne United as well during the week. Brad Newley, uh, 38 years of age, set to retire. Yeah, look, an ex-Sydney King as well. Brad is a fantastic guy, fantastic family man, and what a player. And we didn't get to see the best of him because he played in Townsville to start his career, then spent most of his career over in Spain and, and Europe and he was an unbelievable player over there, an athlete and everything. So he's come back in the twilight of his career to play for the Kings and now Melbourne. But a, but a huge congratulations to him because what an outstanding year it was. And I just want to throw on that NBL. You can go to an NBL prediction ladder. They actually have it. It's a fantastic app. Or it's on the NBL app, and it's a fantastic thing the NBL have done. You can try and pick and win, uh, pick and lose the uh, the games this weekend, which then gives you an updated ladder. It's really cool. There's about a thousand different things you can do. Fantastic effort. Mm. And we could see a couple of uh, well, very experienced coaches back in the league next year. They're talking about Brian Gorgian and Trevor Gleeson. Yeah, and they've both been up for Adelaide and Sydney. There's a lot of talk. My understanding is Gorge has had some serious talks with Adelaide. They've pretty much opened up the book and said, look, what do you want and how do you get it done? So he's keen to come back. I think we will see him in the NBL and uh, it'll be an interesting one if he comes to Adelaide. But every game the Sydney Kings loses, every game closer to Gorgian or Gleeson are here. So it's going to be a terrific off-season to see what happens as well. Definitely worried about the boomers, Brad, heading towards Paris. More bad news this week. Dyson Daniels, a tall meniscus, uh, and uh, he'll be out for an extended period of time. Obviously, plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. And just on the note of the boomers, uh, question on the text line. Can you ask, Brad, what role Giddy is playing at OKC this year? Seems like they are purposely playing him in a quieter role. No name to that one. Couldn't agree to that. No name to that one. That is exactly what's going on. And I've got to be honest, I was surprised there wasn't a trade or even more trades in the NBA, speaking of that. Look, he's out of contract. I think he will sign a big deal, but it would not surprise me if it's not at OKC. They're, they're just very uh, inundated with players at the moment. They did big trades. So I think it's a shame because Josh is such a talented player, but I think he'll end up going to another club where, where he will blossom for a team that really wants him because I agree. It's showing like they don't at the moment. How, does that impact their influence when playing for Australia, Brad. I just think about sport in general. You can train mm. as much as you want, and I've got no doubt, you know, if they're not getting the minutes they want on the court, they'll be working their backside off still at training. But game time's just so important, right? So true, and that's that's the biggest problem we're going to have with the boomers. You look down the list. We've got, what, 10, 12, 13 NBA players, but not all of them are playing big minutes. Yeah. And then when you come up against the world championships or an Olympics, it, it doesn't matter how much you train, like you're saying. So it is a it is a problem we are going to have to face. And uh, that Dyson Daniels injury, look, a meniscus is not awful. Um, if you if you're going to have a knee injury, that's not a bad one. I think you'll be fine for the Olympics. But it's just a matter of whether the Pelicans turn around and shut him down and say we don't really want you to go. Don't forget, you know, he's only he's just started in this league, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nervous uh, for, for, the, uh, for the Boomers, I can say, but also want to give a good shout-out to the Opals. We spoke last week. They played three games. They had to be in the top three out of four teams, and they smashed all three games. So huge congratulations to the girls. And Lauren Jackson, who's officially retired for the last time, so I'm told, but could be back next year. You never know. <laughs> Did that surprise you, though, Brad? Lauren retiring with the Olympics only a couple of months away? 
No, not really. No? Um, it, it, you know, she's been to four Olympics, carried the flag in one, and if you uh, heard a little message from her prior to going to this, she's got two young boys and she's had enough now. She wants to be with them and being away from them didn't really something she loved and obviously they were in Brazil and that was hard. And then with an Olympic campaign, even though it's two weeks, you know you're away a lot. There's all the training, everything goes before. So these two young boys really want to, she's got nothing to prove. She's been all around the world and I think she's just had enough and wants to be around them. Just also in the NBA, question from Sven at Greenpoint. Brad, are the Bucks toast? Celtics look morals and in the East... Uh, well, the Celtics forty-three and twelve, uh, the NBA's best record, and the Bucks are thirty-five and twenty, still third in the East, but they're four and six in their last ten, and really still haven't adapted with the changing coach, with Doc Rivers coming on board. Yeah, look, great question. Um, the Boston to win the East, I think, no question, but the Bucks will get better. Doc Rivers has come in; he's changed some of the philosophies, and the players will take time to do that. That's why the decision was made now and not late, you know, March or, or April. So, uh, I do believe Boston will win it, but right, I think uh, Milwaukee will be there, and they will only get better. So, I'm looking forward to seeing their run home because I think they'll win some big games and a lot of them. The team that's really surprised me, Brad, is the Clippers, uh, mm. who I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Are they title can I, I think they can win the West. Do Mate, you... I don't know what you've been drinking, but they are not winning the West. Well well said, Bradley. Well, I, had some I surgery thought the same thing. Week, so. <laughs> yeah. That team, the happy that team will be fantastic until, the, <laughs> until all of them turn around and go, well, hang on, I'm the man. There is too many stars that have got too many egos in that team, and I cannot see that happening. I uh, hope I don't eat humble pie, but no, uh, not not for me. Can't see it. And uh, the Clips are just no. And have the Lakers started a bit of a resurgence? Yeah, they have. And don't forget, they won the play-in, and there was a lot of talk there was going to be trades. And even the LeBron yeah, what about spoke about getting trade to Golden, Golden State. State. Mm. My goodness, if that oh, happened. Please. But look, um, Hachimura just came out and had 36 points in a game. So the Lakers will make a run. I don't think they're going to do enough to, to get up and, and win the West. But um, there's some, look, there's some talented teams there. And, and, you know, like someone like a Minnesota or something could come out of that really easily. But, yeah... Um, the Lakers will be there. There's no question, but I can't see them winning it. Yeah, I just temporarily forgot about Harden and Westbrook in the playoffs, so I'll give myself an uppercut about that Clippers statement. <laughs> give yourself two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brad. Have a great weekend. Go, those teams!